Photographers, pick your best shots. Writers and poets, top off your inkwells. Artists of all sorts, get ready for the New Physician Magazine's 23rd Annual Creative Arts Collection. You could be published in the magazine's 2017 summer issue. Ready to submit your poetry, short stories, and visual works of art? Visit amsa.org CAC by March 13th. You'll hear about the classes, the professors. You'll hear horror stories about particular rotations. Friends and other med students will tell you about exams. But when it comes to looking at the big picture of being a med student, there's a lot they'll leave out. Welcome to the AMSA AdLib Podcast, where you'll hear from med students and experts alike. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. Masood Muhammad, a second year at Nova Southeastern College of Osteopathic Medicine, realized that for all he was hearing about medical school, he wasn't learning about the social and emotional sides. After giving it some thought over his first year, he boiled those lessons down to five things no one ever tells you about medical school. Here's Masood. Uh, you know, when people are applying to medical school or going to medical school, you hear a lot about the schedule. You hear a lot about the classes. You hear a lot about the professors. Um, all these different aspects of medical school, but you're not hearing about the, the social part or the emotional part. So a lot of people get to medical school, kind of like I did, hadn't heard about these things a lot, and um, and they're kind of blindsided by it. And they they weren't prepared for it because no one told you, you know, hey, you're going to maybe lose a little bit of common sense. You're like, hey, maybe, you know, the little thing is going to start getting to you more. No one really talks about those kinds of things. Maybe it's a taboo. Maybe it's something that people don't feel needs as much you know, mentioning, but I feel like a lot of people, and, and to be honest, even the medical school itself, they tell you how to study, they tell you how to, you know, get enough sleep, take care of your body, that kind of thing, but they're not telling you about all these little things, these little nuances about medical school that that honestly can add up and, and make things a lot easier or a lot harder. So I feel like it's something that's just left out a lot, and that's, that's kind of why I wanted to shed light on it. Let's just jump in. Uh, to five things that no one ever tells you about medical school. So number five is going to be uh, pregnancy brain. And uh, that, that might be a little bit of a weird thing to start off with, but uh, just let me explain. What I mean by pregnancy brain is, is when you get into medical school, you're going to have so many different things thrown at you at once. You know, you're going to be having seven, eight, maybe 10 different classes, so many different topics that need to be covered. And it, it's a lot to balance. And I remember when I started medical school, it was really hard for me to, to balance those kinds of things. I found myself, you know, forgetting little things here and there. I would forget my keys or, uh, you know, leave, leave the stove on or something like that. The typical things that, that you kind of hear that are silly, those kinds of things were happening to me. And I was, I was wondering, like, what's, why is this happening? Why am I all of a sudden getting so senseless? And I think the reason for that is because you're spread so thin initially, trying to keep everything in mind, trying to keep all of your balls in the air that, you know, the common sense kind of goes out the window. Um, and I think that that's something that I've heard from a lot of different medical students. You know, you're so fixated on the medical knowledge that you kind of forget the, the other world knowledge, if you will. And that was, that was something that was hard for a lot of students. But if you, you know, you slowly learn to compartmentalize, you slowly learn, you know, how to prioritize, leave yourself little sticky notes, little reminders here and there, and that kind of thing helps. Uh, with this this so-called pregnancy brain. So that was the first one. Uh, let's go to number four now. Number four is, uh, it's going to be the little things. And and what I mean by that is the little things are really going to to make and break you in medical school. And, and for no good reason. 
really. Well, a lot of people ask me, what's one of the best parts of medical school? What's your best memory in medical school? And maybe some people say that, you know, seeing a patient or passing this class or, you know, getting into this society or something like that. My best moment in medical school actually came uh, in my first month of, of medical school. Uh, I had just finished my first exam. You know, I was a freshly minted uh, first year medical student, just finished my first exam. So I went downtown to, to have some food with my friends. And, and when we were there, we were crossing the street and we happened upon this, uh, this homeless man. And, and we were in our scrubs. We were still in our medical school attire. So he saw us and he looked up at us and he's like, are you guys medical students? And we we're like, yes, yes, we are. And he said, at Nova Southeastern University? I was like, yes, that's, that's where we go. And he was like, man, a couple of years ago, they, uh, they did some work on my knee and, and they really helped me out. I just want to thank you guys for your service. And, you know, to any ordinary person, that, that might not seem like a, a big thing. But here I am, a, a first-year medical student, not even a month into medical school, and someone's telling me, thank you for your service. Like, I just came back from war overseas, you know? And, and it was such a little thing, but it's probably the biggest thing that stuck with me because it just really gave me a good insight as to how much, how much people appreciate what I'm doing. And little things like that are going to come up in medical school all the time. It might be a little compliment here and there that makes your day, or it might be something small. You forget something at home. You forget a friend's birthday, you know, some small minor thing, but it, it can really ruin your day. Uh, and I think little things like that are amplified in medical school, but you kind of have to learn to roll with the punches. You know, there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. And it could be for no apparent reason. Those things happen, but you have to kind of be adaptable. You kind of have to be, you know, uh, perseverant and, and get through those things because they're definitely going to be happening. So that's number four. Uh, number three, kind of going along with that, is going to be out of sight, out of mind. Uh, you know, in, in the same hand, you might have a day where, you know, everything's going wrong and you've, got into a fight with your parents or your significant other broke up with you or, you know, you're sick, something like that. And you're really going to have to find out how to put those things aside because you might have rotations that day. You might have an exam that same day and you kind of have to compartmentalize and put those problems, you know, into a little box and just understand that, you know what, this is a problem that needs to be dealt with later. But right now I have something bigger on my plate. And, and that can be hard for a lot of medical students because there's constant stress, you know, the stress coming from classes, from professors, from friends. And it's, it's not always easy to separate those kinds of things. But uh, out of sight, out of mind is definitely something that is, is a very big deal in, in medical school, I feel like, because you really have to focus on the task at hand. And it's going to be the same way when you're in the hospital, when you're seeing patients, you know, you might have a patient that you were just trying to save for two hours and they passed away. Uh, and that's going to be a really hard thing to deal with, but you've got a 10, 12 other patients to deal with for the rest of the day. So, you know, that's, that's a problem. That's something that you kind of have to set aside and, and handle later because out of sight, out of mind, you know, the job's not done and the job in medical school is not done. So you kind of have to put that aside and just keep going forward. So that's number three. Number two for me is, um, can I really do this? And, you know, people always ask me, what's the best part about medical school? I already mentioned that briefly. And then people ask me, well, what's the worst part about medical school? And again, some people might say it's failing a class. It's, uh, you know, I had a really hard time with a professor or a really hard time with a patient, that kind of thing. And, and for me, the hardest part about medical school is 
convincing yourself that you belong there. And what I mean by that is me, for example, I'm one in a class of about 250 students. And in that class, there are people who have been nurses, there are people who have been EMTs, lawyers, they've founded organizations, everything. And, and it's a little bit intimidating. And I, th I think that's something that happens with anyone going through a big transition, whether you're going from high school to college, college to medical school, it's a little intimidating. And, uh, and you find yourself asking, can, can I really do this? I, re I remember taking tests my, my first year of medical school, and I would be below the average. And for a lot of students and myself included, that's something that never really happened a lot because you worked so hard in high school and college, you, you did well. You know, you were usually the one above the average and here you are below the average. So you have to step back and you're like, wow, can, can I really do this? Am I really cut out for medical school? And, and I think that's a hard thing for a lot of students, but it's an important thing to realize that, that it's okay that, you know, everyone comes from a different background. Everyone has a different path to medical school and uh, your success in medical school isn't determined by other people. You know, there's not just a fixed amount of success that if everyone else gets some, you, you can't get any, you know, someone else can do well and you can do well. You know, and those things are, are in your control. Just because someone else does well doesn't mean that now it's out of your control. You can't do well also. And that's something that I've heard from a lot of other friends uh, because it can be intimidating coming and into medical school and being a, a small fish in a big pond. But you just have to realize that you're in control of your own destiny. You can do well. You can succeed. You can do anything you want, regardless of what's going on around you. So that's, that's my number two. Honorable mention is going to be something else, and that's going to be that you have to kind of roll with it. You have to step into the role of being a medical school student. And what do I mean by that? Well, the thing about medical school is a lot, a lot of people uh, kind of perceive you differently. You know, especially at my school, our, our dress code is, is scrubs. We have to wear these sealed blue, blue scrubs all the time, you know. You, you, you sleep in them pretty much 24-7. Um, and, you know, I've gone to the grocery store, for example. I've gone to the grocery store, just been trying to get some groceries. And, and I remember one time I was checking out and the cashier looked at me and she saw that I was in scrubs and she started kind of venting, you know, telling me about how she's been having hip problems, telling me about how one of her friends has 50% heart failure He's trying so hard to control it, to take care of himself, and he's just not having any success. And I didn't do anything to elicit this. I didn't do anything to, I didn't ask. But people see that you're a medical student, see that you're in that position, and they kind of just open up to you. And, and that's something that happens to a lot of medical students. And no one can really prepare you for that. No one can really prepare you for those kinds of things, to have to have someone open up to you and and have to be respectful and be courteous to those kind of things because you have to understand that people are honestly putting their hands in your lives they're putting their self themselves in your life in your hands and uh and you know they want you to take care of you and that could be in a hospital that could be in in a supermarket but people want something and it could be just a little bit of reassurance it could be you know, uh, a diagnosis or, or a treatment if you're in a hospital. 
but that's definitely something that you that a lot a lot of medical students kind of have a hard time stepping into stepping into that role being a professional being a healthcare provider because yes you're a medical student you're a student you're learning but you're also seeing patients you're also helping people and that's the aspect that a lot of people forget so you really have to step into the role you know be aware be cognizant of these kinds of things and you know be courteous be professional about them and and try and help people out as best you can you know whatever that may mean whether it just be some advice or be full on treatment so that was my honorable mention and the number one thing that i feel like no one ever tells you about medical school is the bubble and this is something that i think is applicable to any type of person really someone going from high school to college someone going into a new career someone getting a promotion anything like that there's a bubble uh, and there's a really big bubble with medical school and a lot of people tend to get stuck in the bubble and what do I, what do I mean by that uh, you know people tend to go kind of on uh, autopilot and they get they get stuck in their habits their daily routines and anything that interrupts that could be catastrophic and and it's happened to me it happens to everybody you're just going along with your day and someone you know one day maybe rubs you the wrong way maybe you know, says something or does something that you don't like, and you kind of just, hey, you know, I'm in medical school. You don't, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand my stress. You don't get it. And that's something that I've done and that people have done to me. Kind of just play that medical school card. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand. And, and I think that uh, that's not necessarily the right way to go about it. Because yes, you are in medical school. You have all these stresses and all these difficulties. But one of the best ways to deal with that is talking to people who aren't in the situation, talking to people who have an open mind, who have a better perspective of things outside. Um, and I see a lot of people tend to push those kinds of people away, push the non-medical student people, even their families away, because they're so set in what's happening inside medical school that they forget what's happening outside of medical school. And probably, you know, some of the best advice I could give to anyone in medical school, interested in going to medical school, or really anyone that's caught in this type of bubble, is uh, is pop the bubble. You know, you have to get out of um, of that fixed perspective, that narrow mindedness. You have to have those people who aren't in this situation. You know, for when times get tough, you're going to want to go to them. You might want a fresh new opinion uh, from an outside source. So you can't constantly be in this bubble, uh, stuck. And, and never have any any outside perspective. I think that's a really important thing because I see a lot of my friends uh, constantly in the library, not talking to anyone, not having any contact with anyone. And it's really easy to get caught up in that and push everyone away. But I think that the smarter thing, the healthier thing is to pull those people closer, especially when, when things get stressful, you need to have those people there for you. I think two of the biggest things that that people can do is uh, is obviously keep an open mind about it. You know, understand that you're going to be in this position. You're going to be a medical school student, you know, incredibly busy studying, you know, eight, 12 hours a day. And, that, and that's going to happen. And sometimes it's going to suck you in. But at the same time, you kind of have to keep an open mind and and be really conscious about thinking, hey, maybe I should reach out to this friend that I haven't talked to in a while. Maybe I should reach out to my family who I haven't talked to in a while. And as long as you keep that kind of thing in mind uh, and you do it a little bit here and there, it kind of just becomes a habit. You know, getting in, I was talking a lot about that autopilot mode. Uh, if you incorporate this into your routine, talking to outside people, keeping them in mind, 
and you know that becomes part of the mode. That becomes the norm, uh, and that can help you a lot. So just keeping it in mind is probably the first big thing. And then the second big thing, you know, a question that I've gotten in the past when I've given a presentation like this is, what, what about significant others? What about relationships? You know, my my significant other isn't in medical school. They they have no idea. So how can I prepare for that kind of thing? Kind of going along with getting in the bubble. And and I think the same thing, uh, it's really important that you inform them. You know, you keep them in the loop. Tell them, hey, listen, you know, I'm going to be studying most of the day. I might not have time to talk. Uh, I might not even be able to hang out on weekends, that kind of, that kind of thing. I'm going to be really busy and I'm going to try and make time. Um, but it might not always work out. And I find that when you inform people about that kind of thing, hey, I'm going to be busy the next couple of weeks. I have some exams coming up, so I won't be as available. Just giving them that, just giving them that expectation so they know helps both of you out a lot because then they're not angry. They don't feel neglected. And and you're satisfied because you know that you can study freely without leaving someone out or, or having something that you should be doing or someone you should be talking to because you're both already informed on what the situation is going to be. Is there something that no one ever told you about medical school that you wish you knew beforehand? Let us know at adlib at amsa.org. AMSA AdLib is brought to you by the American Medical Student Association. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. This episode was produced by Pete Thompson and myself. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer, and Dr. Kelly Tibbert is AMSA's national president. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening. Not sure what to expect or how to navigate the interview process? Want to make sure your personal statement hits the mark? AMSA's new program, Applied Match Preparation, or AMP, has been created just for you. Get personalized, one-on-one assistance from a team of experts and get ready to shine during the application process. Visit amsa.org amsa-amp to get started today.